The only way to bag a classy lady is to give her two tickets to the gun show. It's Monday Gun Day with the gun guy. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. Guy Stop calling your arms guns. The Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Second Amendment attorney and licensed firearms instructor Guy Relford, host of the Gun Guy Show Saturdays here on 93 WIBC live in studio. Guy, how are you? Man, I'm great. And thanks as always to our sponsor for Monday Gun Day. That's Premier Arms in Brownsburg with the largest selection of new, used, and historic firearms in the Midwest and PA Jewelers located right in the store. Check them out at 3754 South Green Street in Brownsburg or PremierArms.com. You know, I feel, I feel very honored. I'm sharing the studio with not only a to a scholar, <laughs> but also a shock jock. Yes. Uh, yes. His, his Hammer, Jason Hammer shock jock. Hammer was referred to in some article that was written about this whole Jefferson Sharif thing. Oh, that yeah. I, apparently I missed. I went, went, went down Friday. Can you maybe briefly reset... What all you guys talked about, uh, Sharif, of course, going up against Hogshead. He's a Republican. Um, he's a Republican front runner for mayor, and uh, the public safety policy was released last week of one Mr. Jefferson Sharif. Well, exactly. Last Thursday, uh, Jefferson Sharif announced his so-called public safety plan, and and it is pretty much uh, based around gun control. And again, this is a Republican. I'll put that in quotes. Republican candidate for mayor in Indianapolis and he and he basically just regurgitated the exact same gun control proposal that Hogs had already put out. And the only thing missing is he's he's not proposing a ban on all concealed carry, but he wants to repeal constitutional carry in Marion County. He wants to ban so called assault weapons. He wants to raise the minimum age to buy any firearm to twenty one, which by the way, as we've talked about, Marion County, Indianapolis can't do. There's a state statute right on point. So they can't regulate firearms like that. It's illegal. And so you can't do it. Well, no, my plan is I'm going to go to the legislature and I'm going to talk into amending the preemption statute and uh, allowing Marion County to do this, which uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I've been talking to legislators most of the of the of the day today about how likely that is to happen. But at any rate, so Thursday, you know, I was here and we did a kind of a Thursday edition of Monday Gun Day. I'm talking to Jason um, and Tony Kennett. And and we were all pretty critical of the Shreve uh, proposal for any number of reasons, because, first of all, it, it lets it lets hogs it off the hook on his biggest weakness, his biggest vulnerability, which is crime. Right. And And the whole. Hogsett proposal on gun control is complete sleight of hand. It's complete diversion. It's like, oh, no, it's not uh, the administration in Indianapolis and the Marion County prosecutor being weak on crime. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no. It's not the fact that we have more people out on ankle monitors than any city in the country, not per capita, total numbers. Oh, no, that's not it. It's not that we have the bond project, the bail project, and you're bailing out violent criminals who go out and murder people. No, no, none of that's it. It's guns, and we need to pass gun control, and that'll keep people safe. So by Shreve proposing the exact same gun control proposals, all he's doing is he's, 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 he's letting... Hogs it off the hook on his biggest weakness. So anyway, we all talked about this. We were very critical. And lo and behold, um, an article came out on a blog or a, a web- website. It, yeah, it's on Substack, but it's from a group called Importantville. I, n- I hadn't heard of them. I think Adam Oren might be involved in that. Okay. That's the guy that once, uh, along with Politico, outed the sexual assault of a service woman. I Just for you. people's point of reference to want to know who Adam Wren is. But uh, but apparently they have some credibility because both 
Shreve and his principal strategist, a guy named Mark Lubbers, uh, gave an extensive interview to these people. And what's interesting is that the conversation I had with Jason and Tony Kennett on Thursday was prominently discussed. And uh, they they asked this Mr. Lubbers, this chief chief strategist, um, said, "Hey, you know, Relford said that uh, your that the Shrill Shreve campaign is DOA before it ever got started," which I tweeted, and that uh, and I. I posted, WTF, are you thinking? Meaning, why'd you kill your own campaign by alienating so much of your base with anti-2A proposals? And Jason uh, said something similar which on the air, which was, yeah, Shreve lost today. So they quoted these those things to this Mark Lubbers guy, and he came out and he said, this is a quote, Relford and his ilk preach their gun <laughs> religion. Okay, keep in mind, this is a strategist for a Republican candidate. Relford and his ilk preach their gun religion from the gated communities in Carmel. <laughs> they can have whatever gun laws they want. Let us have the ones we need. So he thinks this is really profound. Okay, well, let me tell you something. I live in Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah. I live in Marion County. And with all due respect, and I mean with all due respect, I got five bucks lubber's pee sitting down. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Well, this, I mean, by the way, this came out, and I had a guy I've known for a long time, very active in Indiana politics, call me. He goes, he goes, you know where Lubbers lives? And I go, where? He goes, Meridian Kessler. <laughs> That's a very nice. And I, and I started laughing. It's probably the most yeah. expensive neighborhood in Indianapolis. Jefferson Shreve just sold his business for $590 million, <laughs> and I, I have no idea where he lives or what his house looks like, I'm pretty sure my house would fit in his garage. And this is why I'm still so upset, because people were asking me all weekend long, man, you were pretty hot on Thursday. Are you all right? I thought... Jefferson Shreve had a good puncher's chance of beating Joe Hogsett. Joe was probably still the favorite, but I thought we had a ball game here because money bags over here, Richie Rich is going to run tons of commercials and at least he'll have a chance. Yes. But then he releases his gun control plan and basically says, guys like me who have never been arrested, shockingly, uh, never been arrested, take care of their family, pay their taxes, go to work every day, love people around them. I'm the problem because I want to carry my firearm around downtown Indianapolis. Yeah, right. Bite me. That's yeah. not the plan here. And really, this is what really burns me up more than anything else. Hawkset's numbers were starting to crater, even within very blue Marion County. And this gun control plan from Joe was a Hail Mary. Yes. It's never going to become the law. The Republican-dominated state house would never change any of these things around. It's a total Hail Mary. He threw crap against the wall, and Jefferson Shreve said... Well, let me see if I can throw a bigger piece of crap against the wall. <laughs> he bought into it. The, he the, endorsed the, Hogsett's diversionary campaign. He, it, this is a, a distraction that Hogsett threw out, and Jefferson Shreve bought into it. But it's it's worse than that. And, and that's why I was so shocked by this article and the quotes we saw, particularly from this Einstein Mark Lubbers, because <laughs> that what they've apparently decided, guys, and th this is huge, they've apparently decided that support of the Second Amendment is is a, a, a flaw within the Republican Party, and that it's an extremist view. This is support for a, a constitutional guarantee of a freedom the founders gave us. He's decided that's an extremist view, and they need to back the Republican Party. This is the entire Republican Party. 
I'm not talking Marion County. I'm talking about Republican politics generally. They need to back the Republican Party away from the support of the Second Amendment, and that'll that'll benefit the Republican Party when they know they're no longer being dragged down by support of the Constitution. Because this is the quote, and this is for, again from Mark Lovers. This is the beginning of the revolution to return common sense and the courage. And courage, excuse me, let me bring that again. This is the beginning of the revolution to return common sense and courage to the soul of the Republican Party. You're going to return common sense and courage to the soul of the Republican Party by turning your back on the Second Amendment. That's their plan right here in Marion County. You think I want to see them get a toehold on that BS? That's amazing to me. Let me play you a piece of audio. This is from the rollout, the announcement that Jefferson Shreve had last Thursday. A reporter asked him, listen, what you want to do is... It requires the Indiana General Assembly to change the laws. Right. How are you going to do that? Take a listen. I believe that a Republican administration in the mayor's office can advance these policies, this agenda, in ways that the Hogshead administration has not even attempted to. So you've specifically talked to legislative leaders about uh, carving out exceptions possibly for Indianapolis on uh, purchasage of firearms, permitless carry, assault weapons. James, I've, I've had serious conversations with the leadership in the House and Senate on these, and these are real-time, serious conversations, one-to-one, direct. And I can't tell you specifically what their caucuses may agree to, but yes. And I'll, I'll work those relationships vigorously. I mean, that's... That's part and parcel of the job of mayor to be lobbyist in chief, if you will, to advocate for your city. Guy, sounds like he wants to play a game of let's make a deal when it comes to the Second Amendment. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly it. So he's got contact. He's saying he's got contacts within the legislatures, seeming seemingly saying, "Hey, we can make this work." Exactly. I mean, I would guess over the last what. 10 years, I've, I've spent roughly, oh, say, a thousand times more time over in the state house than Jefferson Shreve has. And uh, and I talked to the legislators, and I, and I did so all day today. I obviously had to work my real job uh, into the agenda as well. But for instance, on the drive down here from my office, which is, by the way, is not in a gated community. Uh, I've never lived in a gated community in my life. But at any rate, uh, on my way down here, I was, we did. Yeah. I was talking to legislators, and uh, the first one I talked to, uh, who had a, a, a major role in passing the preemption statute that we're talking about here? I said, "Do you hear Jeff, Jefferson Shreve's presser? He says he's going to uh, he's going to amend the preemption law, and he's having substantial conversation, important conversations, you know, that uh, he thinks is, is going to bear fruit in the General Assembly." And this guy laughed out loud. He literally <laughs> laughed out loud, and he said, "Good luck." And he said, "He said that's not going to go anywhere. He said he won't get a hearing." He said, "Now, will you get? Could you go talk to a Republican senator today?" Uh, Kyle Walker, for instance, uh, voted against us on constitutional care. He's right here in Indy. And I could see him. He's a Republican, quote unquote. Um, but he's he's always been weak on the Second Amendment. He voted against us on constitutional carry. Could I see a conversation between Kyle Walker? And again, I have no idea whether they had this or not. Uh, and Jefferson Shreve, where Kyle Walker said, yes, I will help you out on this. I will support it. Sure, I can see that. You know how badly he got his butt kicked <laughs> when, when he voted against constitutional carry in, in the General Assembly? 
I mean, and again, we had we had yes, we had some Republicans vote against it, but it was still passed overwhelmingly. Right. And so, you know, could I see a Republican here or there? I mean, and the Democrats. Oh my gosh, you know, you go to uh, to a number of the Democrats and say, hey, would you support this? Oh, they're all going to say yes. It's going to have some good window dressing, but it's not going anywhere. And. What would you say to, I, mean, I think Sharif, one of the things he's going to stand on is that the he says, I stand with law enforcement on the issue of constitutional carry. Yeah, and that's you, a pretty powerful um, leg to stand on. Yeah, but it's also a lie to the extent that they come out and they say that law enforcement was monolithic and universal in opposing constitutional carry. Okay. Did we have law enforcement oppose it? You bet. I mean, yeah, you know, and, and we've talked about all this. Uh, uh, Doug Carter, uh, who, again, is a friend of mine, I respect a lot. He was our most vocal opponent in the General Assembly, Indiana uh, Republic, or Superintendent of Indiana State Police. Um, so, so, sure, but we also had multiple law enforcement officers come in and testify for it, including the sheriff in, in, in Hamilton County, Dennis Quakenbush, and, and, and many others. Mm. So, and by the way, when you talk about the, you talk to the leadership, you go to, to chiefs who are basically political appointees. Right and how they feel about it—that's one thing. Go to elected sheriffs and then go mm-hmm. to the rank and file on the street. Completely, completely different. You're a hundred percent right because I've got a lot of friends in law yes. enforcement. Just because the mouthpiece says something doesn't mean the body feels that way. Absolutely. And, and last thing on this before I move on because there is another story I want to talk to you about. Sure. This was not brought up during the primary. There's a lot of people that feel like they wasted their vote on Jefferson Shreve in the primary if they would have known he was going to stab law-abiding citizens like us in the back. Maybe they would have voted for Abdul. Maybe they would have voted for somebody else. But this didn't come up, and he does it now. That's a weasel move. That's a snake-in-the-grass move. And I'm so passionate because I dislike Joe Hogsett so much. I wanted to believe in this dude. I wanted to put the sign in my yard, but he's going to blame me for the problems in Indianapolis. Go to hell. Yeah. Guy Relford in studio with us. It's Monday gun day. Guy, this is a somber anniversary. It was one year ago that the Greenwood Park Mall shooting took place where three people lost their lives. Could have been a lot worse had it not been for your client, Eli Dickin. I'm just curious as to your thoughts, one year removed here, and the information that we found out last week, some of that stuff that was on the shooter's phone. Yeah, I mean, the the FBI finally cracked the code on this guy's iPhone, and they found... A lot of, of uh, you know, Nazi references and whatnot, and it, I don't know that there was anything um, all that dramatic in that, uh, anything other than what we expected. A but possible it, suicide note from April 9th, 2020, yeah. which if that's the case, that tells us this guy had been disturbed and thinking about doing these heinous acts for almost two years. Yeah. Um, but, but, but to me, what I think about it, and I'm glad you started the discussion as you did, Jason, because we ought to think we always ought to think about the three innocent people that lost their lives, and, and that's the most important thing. But, but you know, one thing that's been really important to me as I've seen, because you know, I, I travel all over the country, I take a lot of training classes all over the country. I've now been to four classes, tra- firearms training classes outside the, the state of Indiana, where an instructor at some point talked about Eli Dickin and the Greenwood Mall shooting and talked about how important it was 
that, that an armed citizen was there and available. And uh, and that's enc- that's encouraged a lot of people, and, and a lot of p- more people are. And the last thing I'll throw out, I know we, we, we have a time crunch, but under Hogsett and Shreve's proposals, they're going to roll back constitutional carry. Uh, Hogsett wants to do away with concealed carry. Is that going to make it more or less likely we're going to have another Eli Dickin if another one of these breaks out at a mall in Indianapolis? Please follow him on Twitter. You will learn something. He can help you. At Guy Relford. Guy, thank you for coming down. You're the best. Thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.